Hello there, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining us once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of the Friday Night Panel featuring Mike Orr at four. And, of course, two-time heavyweight champ Tim Witherspoon. Woo! Woo! All right. What are we going to start off with tonight, gentlemen? Um, how about the fight tomorrow? Which one? The, the Jacobs fight. Jacobs, Jacobs versus Ryder. Yeah, U.S. Yeah, middleweight world champion Daniel Jacobs will collide with Britain's world-rated super middleweight contender John Ryder at the famous Alexandria Place in London tomorrow starting at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Former WBA and IBF 160-pound King Jacob, who is 37th and 3 with 30 KOs, earned a split decision win over two-time world, ti world title challenger Gibor Rosado last time out in November of 2020. Uh, Miracle Man, who hails from Brooklyn, New York, fell short of his WBC, IBF, and WBA middleweight world title unification clash with Pound for Pound star Sal Alvarez in May of 2019, losing out on all three judges' scorecards. But three years on that 34-year-old still has a burning desire to mix it up with the best. So he's getting in the ring, man, and uh, it's going off tomorrow starting at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we have a bunch of uh, a bunch of people on this card that we should be watching anyway. We got Felix Cash, who's taking on Megomed Mediv. Uh, Felix Cash is looking to stay undefeated, move to 15-0, and 0, and capture the WBC International Middleweight title. Plus, we have Ellie Scottney, 3-0, looking to take on uh, Georgina... I'm going to say Georgina. Georgina... Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name, man. Just, just say it real quick. Just say it real quick. Guani. And, yeah, that one's for the vacant WBA Intercontinental Female Super Bantam title. Plus, Hopi Price, another prospect I've been talking about, Johnny Fisher. Uh, both these guys are on this card, along with Austin Williams. Both all undefeated, looking to keep that record clean. And, honestly, uh, they've been paired up against some real tough journeymen in the game. Uh, so each one of these is a test, man. So it's going to be it's going to make up for really good boxing. So guys, I know there is only one card going on tomorrow and this is it and honestly, it's going to be it's going to be a good one, man. So it's going to be great. Uh yes, Ray, Ray, Ray agrees with me. He says look out for Hopi Price and uh Sirius Pattinson on this card. Sorry. Top gents? Yes, they are. Sirius, Cyrus, whatever you want. I know that in Harry Potter they call him Sirius and they spell it that way, so I'm just going to say that. We'll just say Pattinson. How about that? Yeah, but no, Pattinson, yes. Watch out for these cats, man. They are really, you know, they're at the top of their game right now. These guys are really killing it. Uh, super exciting to watch, man. And it all takes place tomorrow starting 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, yeah, man, that's uh, that's the fights to talk about. Did you say there were women on that uh, card? Yes, Ellie, Ellie Scottney. Ellie Scottney. Uh, that's right. That's right. We, we have featured her before. WBA. For the vacant WBA Intercontinental Female Super Bantam title. Yeah, it should be yeah, great, man. Yeah. When does Amanda uh, fighting, um, um, what's her name from Ireland? Kel uh, Katie, oh, Taylor. Uh, Katie Taylor. Katie Taylor. Katie Taylor. They're set to go. That's April. They're toe to toe April. Yeah, that's going to be a yeah. big. That's going to be a big fight in chunk. That's going to be. It's going to be massive. Yeah, it's it is. Massive. That's going to be a big fight. Yeah, she signed with um the uh what's her name. Uh, Jake Paul, right? Yeah. yeah. So Jake, I think that was so, a good move. That was a good move. It's a solid hey, he, move. Made her, he made her a millionaire. He turned well, the man Serrano into a millionaire. What? What you mean? She 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 signed for a million or something? Or well, she gonna get no, that on the fight? She's she's she's, she's earned fight. that money ever ever since signing with him. 
Whoa. So okay, he's, that's, he's, what, that's what boxing needs. Yes. Boxing needs. Jake uh, Paul need love, to come what, on our side, though. He need to come on our yeah. side and fully and fully um, dedicate himself instead of doing the ones he's doing, you know? <laughs> well, you know, you, you, you know what I'm saying? You know, um, yeah. just coming in right on top. And hey, you know what? It's, it's as long as long as he as long as he takes on legitimate boxers and signs yeah. them to his his promotional company and does them justice. You know what? It should okay. be. You know what? I, I'll understand that. That's cool. You know, we all know his boxing. What it's about? It's a game. It's a joke. It's whatever it is. It's not real boxing. It's entertainment. Is what it is. That's what he's doing. But you know what? He's doing he's doing real boxers justice by taking somebody like Amanda Serrano, signing her, and uh, taking her who. Has been in this game a long time. Who's achieved tons and tons of, you know, accolades, really, uh, belts, tournaments, everything, everything she's been in in boxing, she's done very, very well. And it's now just that she's been signed to MVP Promotions that she's actually become a millionaire, man. And then it took her signing with Jake Paul to, to to earn that money. And you know what? Shout out to her. Shout out to him. I think he's doing her wonders, man. And uh, it is. Honestly, it is. I, hope, I hope he does. I hope he does more for some other boxers. It'd be nice to see. I'll, I'll add my two cents. Uh, Christian <laughs> Christian von Spanak was at the uh, press conference in London on Monday, and uh, Christian uh, his website's called Boxing Two Four Seven. It's uh, one of Europe's more well-known boxing uh, websites, and he was at the press conference. And uh, on his website, he posted the video clip that he shot, I think, with his phone. But nonetheless, it's a good, good video clip of Jake Paul speaking uh, about the fight. And the, 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 for once, I will give Jake Paul credit for speaking eloquently, intelligently about not just women in boxing and how this sport has been enhanced. Uh, by giving the women their just due and giving them the the dollars that they deserve. But he also spoke highly of female boxers who have come before them, the trailblazers, so to speak. Uh, he knew their names. Uh, he, know, he knew the top names of the top female fighters right now. There you go. No, hey, great. We've got another pro online here. Uh, and so I, I was really impressed with what Jake said about female boxers and how it's going to elevate the sport in general. Um, um. Um, real quick, uh, real quick. Yeah, go um, for it. Int introduce our new friend. No, no. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay, this is Greg Towns. I want you to let him introduce himself. You want Greg? <laughs> Greg. Ah, no audio. No audio. No audio. We'll have to get it fixed. What's the matter with him? I don't know. Well, well okay. You know what? I'm, so to what? The point, I'm to the point where... Whoever does it, that's good because it's, it's, it's good for boxing. You know, the way he came about coming in and sometimes, um, you know, there's a lot of boxers upset because they worked hard to get to where they was at. And so I felt that I'm a, I'm a former boxer and um, Jake Paul just moved in because he's rich, he got money and all that. Um, and then I came to the situation where I said, you know what, if he helped boxing, I understand some of those boxers, you know, he didn't work his way up. But business-wise, he got something accomplished. He got something accomplished with the girls. So I think it's just a matter of sitting down and just talking. And, um, and you know, because, you know, I know them, some of them would be jealous and stuff because he did it. But they working hard, too, to do it, too. So at least we got to acknowledge each other and talk. That's all, I think. Absolutely. Hey, one, 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 do we have audio with Greg yet? 
No, we'll have to read his lips for a second. The other thing that uh, that Jake Paul uh, said. Hey, he's coming. He's coming. Oh, yeah, there we go. There we go. Hey. Hey. What's up, Greg? Tess? Can you guys hear me now? Yeah, we can yes. hear you. How's my, Welcome how's my to audio our show. now? Your audio is perfect. On, all right. All right. This is Greg Towns. He's from Rhode Island. He's good friends with. Um, with uh, uh, um, I know everybody over here. Anybody you do it. You do it. I'm a New England guy. You know, I want, I, as an amateur, I won all the local, you know, New England titles and all that. I turned pro in 1988, uh, went undefeated for uh, to about 10, nine, to 8, 9, 10 fights. I'm a New England guy, man. We're, I'm from the same city Vinny Paz is from. Vinny Paz, that's what I'm saying. You could throw a rock for my. From my house to his house, you, if you had a strong arm, you throw a rock along. You hit it <laughs> top of his house. Uh, I'm also from the same city that Demetrius Andre, Bubu Andre, is from. Yeah. As a matter of fact, in 1995, when I fought for the New England Super Middleweight Title, Bubu's father, Paul Andre, was my manager. Me and Paul oh, wow. talk almost every day. Uh, I'm friends with I don't know who else is around. We get to 2000. Uh, eight uh, U.S. Olympian Jason Estrada, also from Providence. Uh, we got a lot of good fighters over here, man. And that's just that's just the top. But no, no, none as great as the great Ghetto Greg, though. You know, I run a little. I, I'm, I'm a, like CEO of Punching Bag Skunk Boxing Media Incorporated, which basically consists. Of a YouTube channel, a website, a couple of websites, and uh, and I got a a, a a gem that I'm putting together. So I got my hands in everything, guys. It's really a pleasure to be on your show. I really appreciate the invite, by the way. Hey, Chip, man, what's good, baby? <laughs> yeah, you know, you know how we doing it. You know, day by day. Yeah. You know, I know if you don't call me, I'll give you a call later. She was going. <laughs> but you know what? I've been missing. The, the, you know, had so much, a lot of stuff to do. You know, I've been talking. We've been doing stuff. Yeah. Uh, on the yeah. phone and everything, and um, and I just forgets, man. I forgets. Yeah. But I'm gonna start reading books. I got my books in the room. I'm gonna start mm -hmm. massaging my, just like you exercise your muscles. Mm -hmm. You gotta exercise your mind. Hey, and I did. I did. I read. I read for like a couple of days, and I did feel a little different. So yeah. I'm gonna keep on doing it. Yeah, that's what's it's up. Man. I'm happy you. I'm happy you on. Hey, yeah, man. It's good to see. You. I mean, well, I, we don't we don't talk all that often, though. But you know, I talk to you. I try to. I think we talk about twice a week, I guess, or once a week. I try to stay in touch. But you know, there's a lot of things going on, and you're you know you you you're busy too. You know what I mean? I'm busy. Uh, you know, but it's always good to chop it up with you, man. But you, know? you didn't talk. You didn't tell everybody if, if I mean, if, you know, with with about your whole self. You said a couple of things. Yeah, well, they they controlling the time now. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta let you gotta let Greg know. You know yeah. what time it is because I'm sure some people like the stories I heard. If, I heard if you guys, the stories, the stories you told me. I think people will be interested well, okay. in listening. Okay. How about, this one? How about this one? How about this one? There you uh, go. Champ, Champ told us that uh, that 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 you went to jail. What? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, let me let me uh, tell you. Uh, let's hear it. Let's first hear it. off, first off, let me tell you that uh, there's a saying around here with my group of friends that my my wife can attest to this. She always says, 
Do not get him talking boxing. He'll never shut up. So, so you guys, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, I, uh, so look, man, I, I wasn't always a good boy. You know what I mean? I wasn't always a good right. boy. And uh, as a kid, I like any other mischievous kid, I got caught up in a lot of uh, uh, childish nonsense, stealing cars, pocket, all kinds of stuff. So when I wasn't in jail, I was winning titles. I won my first title. In 1979, I won the New England Junior Olympic Championships. I was wow. 14. That year, I got to go to the uh, regionals in Governors Island, New York. Uh, I would have went to the nationals that year. I think they had it in uh, 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 California or Texas. One of I would have went to the nationals that year. But you got to realize, you got a 14-year-old boy, a kid that uh, that never been off of Broad Street. <laughs> so so now <laughs> I'm in I'm in the Big Apple. You know what I mean? And Right. And then when they got me in the Big Apple, man, I, I was having so much fun. I wasn't even thinking about fighting. I ended up losing that year. Uh, then I came back uh, to Rhode Island. And when I came back to Rhode Island, uh, you know, I started getting mixed up with the bad kids again. Ended up falling into a, a little training school, which is basically jail for uh, boys. Right. And I stood a year in there. And when I got out of there, I, uh, I got out and I ended up winning the Junior Olympics again. Uh, then I went back to jail. <laughs> so I was back to what I was when I wasn't in jail, locked up. I was winning titles a lot. I, then I then what happened was I I defended my title. I mean, this kid Marty Foley, who was a great friend of mine to this day, Marty Foley, uh, uh, took my title off me, and that was in 1980. Uh, then I ended up going to jail for a couple of years. Uh, big boy, big boy jail. Uh, oh. But I always look at that as a blessing, guys, because. While I was in the in the in the joint that's at the big house, you gotta realize I was a fresh 18. And the jail wasn't like it is now. Back then the jail was a jail. You know what I mean? Everybody come out at the same time, wear your own clothes, got guys with jewelry. I, I mean, it wasn't like it is now. PC, we call it around, we call it PC, punk city. It ain't like that now. <laughs> you know what I mean? But back then it was it, it, it was wide open. So, you know, I was a I was a boy at the knockout grown men. So back then. We, they had a, a ring in maximum security. It was a boxing ring. As a matter of fact, the, the boxing ring in ACI, uh, Marvin Hagler used to come up there with Chubby Gomes. And when he was uh, coming up with the Petronellis, and they'd come up there and they'd spot the inmates. Uh, oh, that was wow. a little bit before me, though. Uh, but when I got there, they still had the ring. And that's when I really started taking boxing seriously. And, I, you know, hey, what else is there to do when you're locked up? Eat oodles and noodles and train. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and make and make toilet shine. You know what I mean. You know? <laughs> so, hey, I mean, I mean, look, man, I'm 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 skipping over all that, but that was a long experience. That was a two and a half year stretch that uh, uh, that I grow, I grew mentally, I grew up, I became a man in there. You know what I mean? Because uh, you know, there, I can tell you some more stories about the joint. You know, now I can do. So I'll tell you one. I just tell you one. <laughs> I love it. Uh, there was this. We was in the wreck one time in the gym where the where the ring was, and there was this guy. I really don't want to say his name because he's deceased now. And don't I don't say his name if you. Uh, but he he was a real badass in the joint. He was known for smacking people in the head with bricks in the yard. Like so, wow. if you have a beef with him, you really want to make sure you keep him in your peripheral because if you if he gets up and back, he likes to smack in the head with a brick and lay out. So anyway, this guy's a bad dude and. We was, I was, like I said, I was a young boy full of piss and vinegar. So if you said something to me, I'm ready to roll. You got to realize, I was already a junior Olympic champ, already a Golden Glove champ. I knew how to fight now. All right. right. Uh, 
So, 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 I, I, it don't matter. I bet you rock and roll. So, he comes over to me and says, hey, young buck, I heard you was a boxer. And I said, oh, yeah, I was a bum, but he said, well, you'll be all right. Just stay out of my way, punk. Uh, something to that effect. And I went ballistic. Ah, what? What do you want to do? And I, I, I made a fight him, and, they, and he said, hey, uh, 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 he said, I'll hit you in the head with this weight because there was a weight, you know, weight bench right there. He picked up a, a barbell. He said, I'll smack you head with this weight. I said, let's do it. So they all broke it up. Now, I'm going somewhere with this guy because this is very uh, this is very profound in what made me get reputation in a man's joint, okay? What happened was everybody broke it up and they said, take it in the ring, okay? So they made the fight for after child. Which means everybody's gonna be in the whole prison. I mean, <laughs> I mean, wow. the, top, the CEOs was there, the captains was there, everybody was there, and uh, I cleaned them up. I cleaned them up with just a jab, pop, 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 just jab, <laughs> just head jumping back like that. And when he when 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 it was all said and done, he uh he uh he if everyone uh, he uh, the next day. Uh, we got when we got up for child. When I when I walked by him in the child hall, he was turning his neck like this. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, he said, "I'm I'm gonna get you, man." And I said, "You know where I live at, buddy? JKL 17. That was my cell. JKL 17. Come through and time to get ready." So, <laughs> Anyway, my, my cousin had, I don't want to make this too like gangsterish, but no, my cousin had gave me a shank. I put it in my, so, you know, you had to do them things back then. It yeah. wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like it is today. So He's I had to take, today. He never He's came, today. he never came by. And, he, and, and from that, all the OGs, they knew that this young boy had balls, he had hot, he'll fight you. They knew, they, so then all the OGs, they kind of took me on their way to, to try to, uh, you know, sometimes they make me run around and sucker shot someone every now and then, so little stuff like that. They send me to punch somebody, just like that. Uh, but basically, that's what gave me my reputation in maximum security prison in in, in Rhode Island back then. And wow. let me let me just finish this one last cap on this story because it's really a trip about this story. Because um, when I when I got out of the joint in 1986, I won the New England AAUs two weeks after I got out. <laughs> I won the yeah, 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 yeah. I jumped right in the ring, man. I won the wow. JNUs right after I got off the train two weeks. I didn't end up winning the gloves that year. Uh, then uh, I was started blowing up, getting local fame and all that stuff, getting newspaper clippings. Everyone started recognizing me and everything. Started blowing up. I wasn't pro, so I was on my way to the National Golden Gloves in Knoxville, Tennessee in 87. Um, but the, you know, we 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 went, when I got back from the Nationals in '87, I ended up turning professional because I was invited to the Olympic uh, trials, which was really just the Olympic eliminators uh, up at Lake Placid in '87. And what happened was I got in a street fight uh, at a weekend and got stabbed in the back, so I couldn't go to the, the trials. Uh, missed my hop by this much. Uh, uh, yeah, I could have died that night with a street fight. Uh, if you guys look at this here, there's another there's another little battle star for you. Where oh, I knocked some dude out, I knocked some dude out cold, and he caught me coming out of the club. He jumped out of bushes and tried to decapitate. No, so there's a whole wow. bunch of war stories. But you're bro. definitely you're, t- you're a different person. There's, there's, there's a bunch of war. 
But the you're a different person today. You're a different person. Oh today. no, no. I'm gonna tell you, man. How I changed my life. Listen, I'm a completely different man now. Uh, but one day when I was still drinking, I was in the backyard with a couple of fellas that I know. We was all in the back drinking, and everybody passing the drink, and I was drunk, brother. Look, <laughs> and the dude Stevie came up to me and he says, "Hey, you know, Greg." He says, "My this is years later, mind you. I'm I'm pro, I done went pro and retired and all. I'm semi-retired. The two so called me say, give me, they're gonna give me some money. I jump back in the ring, but that's the way I was. Uh, he goes, my brother always said that the best fight he ever fought was Greg Towns. You know who that guy was? It was the guy that was got. I want to say his name, but it was got, the, the prison thing where, where it was him. He said his brother was a bad dude. This guy had a reputation." No one didn't mess with him. He was the bad dude. If, if, uh, and he said that his brother said he's never fought no one that was good as Greg Towns. I thought that was honorable. I really, really feel preach, good. brother, preach. And, 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 <laughs> now, That's right. We go through a year. We go through years of 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 of, of, of tribulations and trials. I mean, drinking and drugging. And I was I used to take people to Atlantic City with me, five six people for the weekend on me, spend fifteen grand. Just want me. Go ahead, do what you want to do. Like, having fun. But then I ended up just falling completely off, man. I became homeless. I Everybody left me. I didn't have my family. Just They didn't want nothing to do with me, which, by the way, my family loves me now. But they, they didn't want nothing to do with me. I was homeless. I was literally, I went from a 1989, this was a year 1989. I had a brand new 1989 Cougar, all right? Brand new. And I went from there, and I had a little bit of money. I wasn't rich enough, but I had a little bit of money. And I went to Panhandler, man, on the corner. Like, wow. hey, can you give me a dollar? And people would come by, and they just basically just clown me. You know what I mean? They, <laughs> they just clown me. They'd be like, hey, they look at the chair. Oh, look at the chair, you bum. Yeah, you bum. And they, yeah, you bum. And some people come by that had genuine love for me. they come by, and I could tell. I could see it in their eyes. They really loved me. They said, and they, they said, Greg, man, here, you know, stuff $100 in my pocket or in my cup. And they'll say, Greg, man, get your act together. Get your act together, man. And then some people come by and say, hey, you clown me. So I, I went through a lot of emotional turmoil, okay? And, and then I just met one, um, one of my friends that I played peewee football with uh, back in the day, George Lizzie. He was a director at the Davy Lopes Center, this rec center, and he – uh. He he he's my man. You know what I mean? So he he sat me down one day. He said, "Uh, man, you this ain't you, Greg. You 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 you're better than this, man. You gotta do something about this." And uh, I, he took me to the Salvation Army, which, by the way, Salvation Army is a program that I love to this day. I I, I no one can tell me anything bad about Salvation Army. It's a wonderful program. It got me clean. I went in there in 2007 for the last time, and I basically been clean ever since. Uh, I started my business while I was in uh, uh, Salvation Army. Now I own a business called RGT Mobile Services. We do contracts with Family Dollar. We do contracts with CVS. We got uh, the dude got the bus contract with Care New England. We, we, we I run a successful business now. Uh, we, me and my wife, started my business with nothing. We had no credit, no work history, no nothing. We started piece by piece, and now we run it. We have a successful business that me and my wife run. Uh, I tell people that it, don't use excuses with me because 
I'm a living example that you don't have no, I don't want to hear that black stuff. Everybody's scared. The whiteys keep me down. I don't want to hear none of that nonsense. Don't give me none of that whitey keep me down nonsense. Don't give me no excuses because if I can do it, anybody can do it. I came from jail. I came from no credit. I came from drug and alcohol abuse. I came from homelessness. Basically, anything that you try to throw excuses at me, I've been through it. So don't give me none of the nonsense. You know what I mean? So I tell people I'm a living example that uh, uh, you can pick yourself up. Oh, and by the way, how do I forget the most important part? I, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ now. I gave my life to Christ, uh, and I follow the Lord Jesus Christ, and he does wonders in my life. I got a wonderful marriage, married to a wonderful woman, uh, Renee, for 15 years. I don't let my ring on because I'm home, but... that uh, I mean, look, man, I, I'll tell you. When, when when people tell these stories about these tough guy stories, I try I tell these guys and say, look, I'm not I'm not I'm not impressed because uh, I've seen real killers. You know what I mean? I've been around these guys. These I've been around guys that that have put something in you and they go eat a sandwich. So <laughs> you know what I mean? I see some of these kids out there that they 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 act tough. Let me tell you a little story. I got a lot of ghetto stories. I hope I hope they don't. That's fine. Yo, the, the ghetto hour is upon us. <laughs> <laughs> the ghetto hour is upon us. It's I okay. That's not the theme of the show. But uh, I was I was back in the day. Again, I wasn't a, always a good boy. I used to be. I used to call myself uh, dealing drugs. Okay, and not big. Not on big big scale, but enough scale. Let's put it that way. A, a pretty substantial amount of money I, that was I was making. Anyway. Uh, I got busted, and obviously, because that's what happens. You're either gonna, I'm glad because you're either gonna get busted or you're gonna get killed. So either one. So I'm actually glad I got busted, but I'm not dead. Uh, but I was telling this kid years later, I was walking down the street, and and it was a group of kids on the corner, and they was you know selling their little drugs, and they had a couple girls out there, had music, and they out there doing their thing. And I walked by, and they said, I heard somebody in the crowd say. Oh, there goes the Xbox and the bum, oh, the bum. Look at the Xbox and the bum. And I walked over there and said, who said that? <laughs> and then was, the, the kid, jumped, he didn't want to fight him. He just said, Yo, hey, Greg, I said it. He, he, he. Oh, you ain't got no money. I got more money than you. And he pulled out. He said, how much money you got in your pocket? I pulled out the guy like $50 on it. $50. Yeah, look at that, man. You, man, you put on national television. And you got $50. Look at this. He pulled out a knot. And the knot was about $1,600. And I told this kid, listen, you idiot. I said, first of all, you don't have $1,500. You got $700 because you got to re-up, stupid. Okay? <laughs> and you got $700 in your pocket. Right? So out of $700, $700, I said, see that girl hanging on your arm right there? I guarantee you she takes two of that. Somehow, some way, $200 of that money is going in that girl's pocket. I guarantee it. So you do the math, pump. Now you got $500. I said, see that car? That's going to take gas, ain't it? Upkeep, ain't it? It looks really beautiful. Hey, you got a $500 car with $2,000 rims on it, which means you're an idiot anyway. But I said, he, said, he says, look. I said, now you got $300. Okay, you understand? I was breaking it down in layman's terms for this idiot because these kids are not bright. That I'm not a big fan of kids these days. People know that because they're just ignorant and they're, they're disrespectful. Uh, but I explained to him that, if you got $300 in your pocket, son, you can go work at Burger King and you can make that money without having to worry about getting shot in the head. You know what and I mean? Less, and less hours. 
If you, if you think about it, if you think about it, if you, if, if you think about it, it's less hours to make that money at a Burger King because you're gonna stand exactly. on that street corner. You're gonna stand on that street corner for twelve to sixteen that's hours. Right, that's that right. Hey, 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 Mike. And this, 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 Mike. There's people that get up to catch the we call the, you know, the, you know, the, the opiate guys, guys yeah. and women, and they get up at like four o'clock in the morning. So you got so many drug dealers that up at four, five in the morning. Live every day. Okay, you're alive, just so, so yeah. you don't sit. Because uh, I, like I said, I, I run, a, I got a little uh, uh, YouTube uh, um, channel, small channel. I only got like three, about three fifty, four hundred, three fifty subscribers, but it's growing. It's growing little by little. Right. And uh, you know, I like to uh, put clips on and stuff every now and then. So I just figured I'd plug. All right, punch it back, skunk.com, where you get the best. That's it. Up. That's it. Plug it away. <laughs> well, we collaborate. We collaborate now and then, me and um, Greg. We collaborate. That's yeah, awesome. me, me, me and Tim, we always collaborate, man. That's my man. And yeah. where you guys located at, anyway? Uh, we're from Toronto, Canada. Oh, I fought up there, uh, not in Toronto. I fought in uh, Nova Scotia years ago. I got to go up there to fight. Uh, I fought the Canadian champion. Matter of fact, the year in 1980, when we went, the guy that I fought would have represented the Canadian, would have been a representative of the Canadian Olympic team. But if you remember, Canada boycotted the 80 Olympics, so they didn't yeah. go to Olympics in 80 yeah, because right. we boycotted and they followed the United States. But uh, but uh, he would have represented, so I fought a good fighter. He was a good guy. Definitely. He, ended up, Definitely. he ended up beating me pillar to post, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> now I was looking, they got somebody from Canada. Uh, Canada? Uh, it, from Canada, saying about the talking about the show. That's all. Hey, I can't, no, I somebody can't, from England. No, somebody from the UK. Hey, I can't see the. I can't see the. Uh, oh, I can't see the. Uh, the chat. I, I can, is there a way? I, I can't see the chat. I don't know. I might be special. Yeah, you, tell me <laughs> you know you are. You know you're special, champ. You know you're special. Hey, yeah, Durham. Durham. Yeah. Hey, champ. Yeah. 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 Can, I, can I ask Greg a question? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got an ice pack on here. When we when we started out uh, this this channel, uh, you know, when when COVID started and all that, and we 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 couldn't meet in the pub anymore to talk about boxing and stuff. We started this thing online, right? And mm -hmm. one of the guys who joined us online was the Canadian heavyweight champ, a guy by the name of Bola Ray. And Bola Ray uh, was a fantastic historian and a real student uh, of boxing, and he would tell us stories of. Uh, a group of old-timer uh, boxers from America uh, who were black, and and they were called Murderers Row. Uh, and I've told Tim about these guys. That's from Philly, right? Well, I think was they from? Are you sure, Tim? Philly, uh, Murderers. I heard that. I, I thought I heard that in Detroit. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. I, I'm pretty sure there was. They were from various cities, uh, but basically the shall we say 
at that time, white controlled boxing community wouldn't allow them to fight uh, because they were so good. Um, but, it, but it was interesting to hear how many of them had spent time in jail and came out of jail fitter than fit and uh, you know, really knew how to, how to box. So when I was listening to your story, I thought, geez, what a great movie that would make. I mean, wow. uh, yeah, that was, you know, it's funny because if you guys remember, there was actually a program uh, at Rahway State Prison in New Jersey that they did years ago that they, they used to bring NBC Sports right into the prison. James Scott. James Scott. I was, I was his sparring partner. I used yeah. to go into prison and spar him. Go ahead. Yeah, go matter of fact, you told me. Matter of fact, I think you did tell me that. Tim. Yeah. yeah. I used yeah. to admit, yeah. every five feet, they close the door on you. Bam. You go this way. Bam. <laughs> Yeah. Bam, they check you. I was like, crazy man, crazy. Then you walk man. into this big place with all the people in there. Then James Scott, they yeah. had the boxing ring there. Yeah, yeah. And then NBC Sports had all the lights and everything came right in there, man. And then, like, <laughs> when you're look, when you're in prison, uh, it's really why do you guys get in there and curl on on steroid monkey dog? Like, because they they they. There's nothing to do but train. So yeah. James Scott said that, and I I see the interview that James Scott did, and he said that he was to do like five thousand push-ups a day. I'm like, yep, it yep. is crazy. They did that. They did it. Ain't that crazy, Jim? Yeah, That's crazy man. Jim, so, five thousand sounds, sounds like a lot of downtime in the solitary confinement. Yo, he could have done it. It was nothing. You you don't have. Listen, let me tell you, man. I did two years in segregation. All right, I'm lying. Not two years. 18 months. We might as well say two years. 18 months. Yeah. <clears throat> what that consists of, solitary is basically you stay in this. You come out of the cell at 9 in the morning. You go back in the cell at 10 in the morning. You don't come back out of the cell for your hour until the next day at 9 o'clock. I did that for 18 months. The reason wow. why I was there is because um, I. they said I threw a cop over the chair, but it's a lie. We had a shoving match. He fell over the first landing and hurt his leg because he wanted to get some time out of work, whatever. And they decided to state charge me, uh, uh, which is another five years. Uh, state charge for assault on a, on, a, on a CO. And then they, uh, but you know, another cop there was, they didn't like that. He, you know what I mean? Wait, wait a minute. They got yeah. somebody that sent a link to murders, to murders Road. Do your guys got that? I yeah. actually, Tim, Tim, I actually sent that back to you a couple of months oh. ago. What's up? Oh. I'm sorry. What, what, what? I'm sorry, Greg. That says oh, no, that. Right, that is a link to the Murders Rose story. You sent that? Yo, Charlie Burley, Lloyd Marshall. I heard that name before. Holman, Holman where, where, Williams, where Herbert Coca, Coca Kid, Lewis. Where was they from? Uh, these guys were, uh, they, they were just a group of guys in the 1940s. Uh, who oh. literally were were just uh, they put on their own tournaments because nobody would fight them, and uh, they ended up each of these fighters ended up fighting each other of a total of sixty two times. Wow! Uh, I want to yeah. check that out. <laughs> yeah, uh, and the, the, the expression "murderers row" had been used previously to describe the the batting lineup of the New York Yankees baseball teams in the late twenties until this happened in the forties, and then they started calling these guys the "murderers row" boxers, and uh, they ended up fighting uh, who uh, J uh, Jack Chase was on there, Eddie Booker, Aaron Wade, uh, Burt Littell. And you know the other few names that I that I had mentioned, and these guys ended up fighting each other a total of sixty two times because they were feared. They were the most exclusive men's club in the ring ever known. Uh, oh. They were so good and so feared that they had to have their own tournament to fight. 
Oh, green. Green. Hey, what's up? What's up, champ? <laughs> hey, Cedric. Hi. What's up? What's up? Oh, no. Oh, oh, Not you again. No. Move <laughs> <laughs> Move Can you bring oh, my flag over there, please? No, you okay, Greg? Champ, Champ, did you ever hear of Charlie Burley? Yeah, I heard the old timers talking about him. Yeah, he was he was actually he was considered the greatest fighter in the murderer's row. What weight was he? Uh I uh, um middleweight or light heavyweight or something, right? Uh he was he was middle middle middleweight and welterweight. Okay, because I heard about him. I heard about him. Yeah, I heard the old timers talking about him in the gym. He went, down uh, in his, his, his record, his record was ninety-eight fights, 80, 83 wins, fifty wins by knockout, twelve losses, two draws, and one no contest. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's a uh, that's a good one. That's a good record there. <laughs> that's so a good he was pretty tough. Now, I, you know, I was doing, I did something on the YouTube with some, and I did analyze some of the old, the old boxers, Rocky Marciano and um, Jersey Joe Wildcott. No, 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 and Joe Lewis. It was Joe Lewis, and then I did a couple of other ones, and I, I made a statement real quick. I made a statement that those guys were in better shape. They fight, they could fight like a hundred rounds. But yeah. then, to me, this, they didn't have the skills. You look at it, they're doing like yeah. this. Yeah. But they, were, <laughs> but they were strong as hell. Yeah. And could take a punch. And they could punch. So, but I'm thinking that maybe, I think Ali would whip the, the behind, or we could whip the behind because of the skills. Because I knocked out guys that, that were strong, but didn't have the skills. So, I've been, for like the last couple of months, I was like, you know what? I've been going back and forth. I think we... I think I would have knocked um, Joe Lewis out or those one of those guys all the way back in the day. Um, but you had to be in shape because those guys went 100 rounds before, right? Yeah, man. How many yep. rounds? Yep. 20, oh. 24 rounds or something? Hey, somebody well, they they was in shape. Yeah, they were in shape. Hey, Jim, shape. Uh, one thing you got to keep in mind, too, is that your Jim, uh, Joe Lewis is like, was only like at his peak was like 200. In five, ten pounds, right? He, oh, okay. He's like a cruiserweight almost. He was so, solid. He was solid. solid. But I mean, you know, you know, at your peak, you guys, you and guys like, you know, your era, you know, you know, you guys are a lot bigger than, than them guys. Like Rocky Marciano was only they said like one ninety eight when he won the title. That's a cool. They were strong. <laughs> Those dudes were really strong, yeah. and they trained hard too. Chop, yeah. Chopping that wood and stuff, aren't they? I've been doing a hammer. Hey, that's right. I've been doing a hammer all week at my son's gym. I've been doing a hammer. Yeah. I had pains in my shoulders, and when I started doing the hammers, the right side went away, but the left still healed. That's why I got this ice on it. I got the oh, ice. What's up, Jim? Oh, you got like he's, he's, he's hiding his pack of cigarettes. Uh, it's an ice pack. <laughs> so, so that came from, um, you know, um, I don't know what it came from. I was hit when I hit the heavy bag. It hurts, Whoa. and then I leave the heavy bag on a dozen. So, it's, I guess it's, a, it's because of this. But, but it, real quick, it happened when I was doing a roller. I was doing a roller one day, and I went like about forty-five minutes at the high speed. That's when my shoulders went out, and it ain't been right ever since. So, I think I got to eat properly. And and do the right things for my shoulders to come back. So the right one 
came back when I started hitting the hammer. It did something. My, my right shoulder was hurt. Then when I started hitting the hammer, the pain and everything went away. But the left is still there. Mm. I got I to gotta find out what's wrong with that so I can get back to 100. Just in case that's the exhibition happened. <laughs> hey, Jim, is yeah. that your rotator cuff thing? They were saying that the older you get, you get pieces that go in between yeah. the thing down there. Um, and I was trying to... Um, experiment or whatever touch it i really didn't feel no pain i did feel pain for the muscles but um i don't think it was like a crack a, like a little piece chip fell in between the crack that's what they say when you get older you know you get little pieces falling and they got to clean it out this is what i heard so that's and i said man i don't want to get cut but no. i'm going to get no piece out but i think if i rest the shoulder up i'll be all right Tim, uh, we, we have a question coming in from uh, one of the viewers. Uh, women's Boxing Channel um, wanted me to ask you, uh, what do you think about women having their own say on three-minute rounds? Having their own say? I think that, um, you know, the rules is there. I think that women could go, go three rounds, you know, three-minute rounds. They want to cut it short. I think that... Um, um, this is a quick one that you you threw on me, but but in, but in terms of what I mean, three they should be able to go three rounds. I don't think that they yeah. should cut. Everybody should go three three rounds. They train hard. Um, you got a lot of women that's doing really really good stuff, exercise and stuff. I'm sure that they could do the same thing. Do you think it would make? Do you think it would make for uh, more exciting uh, championship fights if if the matches were three minute rounds? I think so. I think so. I think when you talk about it, real quick, when you talk about it, it's in your mind. And if they're talking about can they last three or or get hurt within three rounds or whatever, um, I think they can do the same thing we can do. It's only, um, you know, you in shape, you're in shape. Right. That's right. my opinion. That, that, I think you're right, Jeff. I, think, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Hey, you guys ever hear of a lady named Christy Martin? Yeah. Yes. Right, they know everybody, Greg. They know everybody. Uh, Don't you know, let them fool you. I'm going to make sure. Sure. make sure. Because, you know, I, I, I trained with Christy Martin. Back when, in 1990, female boxing wasn't really heard of. But female boxing was like like, uh, not like a kind of underground. Like Nobody really did any female boxing. And back in 1990, I, I remember I told you, Tim, I was down there training with Mitch Green and they told yeah. me. All yeah. right. When I was down there, well, Mitch Green came later, but. Me and Christy you know they did an interview the other day with him. Oh, you did do that too? Do yeah, they, the interview went through, but I had to talk to him. I had to talk to him, oh, you know, and you I know. told him I love him and all that. And so oh. he allowed the guy to come in and interview him. That was on how's Wednesday. He, how, how's he doing, Chip? I talk to him all the time. He's doing good. Oh, we good, just got to get him out there so he can make some money. He right, did that right. thing with Tyson. I didn't mean to cut you off, yeah, but yeah, he yeah. did that thing with Tyson. I think there's somewhere where we could place him where he could take care of himself. And, and make some money and let people know that he's okay. Why don't we do what we what we said? Remember, we tried to I can't get him to come on, but he's kind of paranoid uh, <laughs> about people. No, he's paranoid about his phone, um, Greg. Like yeah, he thinks know. he talked to me because he trusts me. We was in Don King's camp. Yeah, you know, yeah. I love him. But yeah. but when he tried it, when when I gave him Brian's number, he it, cut, it shut him down. He didn't want to talk. I, to you me. told me, you told me that you said. Yeah, uh, they should, I gave him Brian's number. Brian, Brian, yeah, Brian is is the marketing director guy that came on before, and um, he's doing my YouTube channel. But when I gave, I should have called Mitch first instead mm. of let Brian call them. 
that caused uh, Mitch to shut down. But then when these people came to do the video, uh, the, they did a, uh, they're doing a documentary mm. on Don King and other things. Um, yeah. He was okay. He, I talked to him, said, Mitch, these are good people. Don't worry about it. They're not tapping your phone. And he did it. He just did yeah. it the other day. Yeah. And I said, oh, we got a victory. We At least we got him to do that great. We got to get him out here. I, 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 yeah, I, I wanted to, man. We was planning going up there. Remember one week we, we were supposed to go up there, me, you, and uh, uh, sit with him for lunch or something. Brian, Brian. Me and Brian, yeah, we're supposed to go up there, but uh, uh, yeah, he don't trust Brian, he don't trust. Brian I'm gonna give because... him a call, I'm, I'm gonna give him a call next week, okay? Hi, guys, I'm, I'm we've been, guys, we've been working on trying to get Mitch Green back. I told y'all before, Greg came on the show, remember, he was trying to do that, yeah. and yeah. we be getting closer and closer, yeah. we're getting closer and closer. He just don't trust people for some reason, he trusts me, yeah, he trusts me. But then he may not trust the people that maybe I'm trying to hook him up with. So, but he went through with it. They went in there and gave him, did an interview. Um, and and he and I called them. He said everything went well. And I was like, Phew. now we got to go to the next step. We got to go to the next step. Yeah. Maybe get I him on here. Maybe get him on here if we can. Mitch, Mitch, good guy, man. Hey, when I was in Daytona, me and him was like this. Me, me and Mitch, that was my boy. I told Tim, I told you a story about. When me and then the rap or uh, uh, Buster Rhymes and EPMD, I tell you that story, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, you I didn't know. tell. You didn't tell us the story. Well, well, when, I, <laughs> <laughs> when I was in Daytona Beach, uh, training down, that's when Christy Martin. There was the 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 the, um, the guy that sponsored everything. He owned the company Daytona Five Hundred. Got a lot of money, so he my manager contacted his man. They sent me down there because I was up there doing acting, doing me and me street guy, ghetto Greg. They said, get out of here, send me to Daytona to get in shape. Okay, I get down there to the training camp. I got full way in the training camp. The guy comes to me, he says, someone's going to come down to camp, do you mind? I said, I don't care, it's your camp. It was Mitch Green. That's how I met Mitch Green. Me and Mitch Green became really tight because he's right down my alley, man. He was ghetto. I'm ghetto Greg. He was ghetto. He's you know, right <laughs> down my alley. <laughs> so, so, me and, <laughs> so me and Mitch Green, we really became, we was boys. You know, we're going back. The 90, that's a long time ago, but uh, we was real close. <clears throat> so Christy came, Christy and her ex-husband, Jim Martin, they came there. Uh, so we was all this big, happy family, man. Like, I trained with me, Jim, and Christy, go to Jacksonville, uh, Fort Lauderdale, we go sparring everywhere. And then I remember they said, this is what I was going to say before, I just forgot, I got sidetracked, too many punches in the head. Uh, <laughs> Christy Martin said, her and Jim said, they're going to see Don King. And listen, at the time, it was no such thing as female fighting in 1990. If you remember, there was no such thing as that. Nobody believed that female fighting. I remember that. There was no, no, people thought it was a joke. It was like midget, like midget wrestling for crying out loud. Nobody wanted to do that. So they was, they was, but they had belief. Christy and Jim, they believed. They, yeah. they, believed, they, they knew it was going to work. And me and Christy Martin did a show with Pinkland Thomas in Daytona one day on the radio show. Uh, we did a, a, a talk show, me, Christy, and Pinkle Thomas. Anyway, Christy and them ended up going, and they ended up signing with Don King. Good, sir. Pinkle yeah. Thomas, Pinkle Thomas. Yeah. Real yeah. quick, Pinkle Thomas is, is is a boxer that won the title for me. Go ahead, Greg. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Go ahead, finish, finish. finish. So, so, so anyway, Christy and them left, and uh, uh, they ended up, you know, signing with Don King. I think, I think she broke a record, the first female fighter. Yeah. Fight for a million dollars. Signing her. Yeah, she broke all kind of records. She's Hall of Fame now. God bless oh, yeah. her. Hey, yeah. I, I like to think I got a little bit to do with that little hook that she throws. The reason the gym working a lot of time, I say, oh, lift that hook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not hook over, Chrissy. Uh, but I'm, I'm just saying. 
But anyway, the story about Miss Green was that me and Miss Green was really close. We became boys. Like we 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 hang every day, and you know we we tear those dates on up, just tear dates on each other. And one time they said, if you remember back then, they always had something special going on on the, on beach side. They call it beach side. Either one week it'd be MTV there, next week it'd be someone else there. It was always something popping out on beach side. This particular week they had a rap show with EPMD, Buster Rhymes. And the leads of the new school, all these rap rap dudes, and me, we went to the show, and we was like in the back, and me and Buster Ryan was chick kicking it like I'm kicking it with you guys, like cool dude, back before all the dreads and all that. And he said, "Yo, we have an after party. You want to go?" And and I was like, "Yeah, bet. You gonna have all the chicks over there every day? Yeah, bet. Let's do it." So. They what happened was Eric Sermon. This is why I don't like Eric Sermon to this day. And I don't care if you're watching it. If Eric Sermon you see it, I don't care. Don't don't say that. You know, bring it anyway. Because I he, he left me in a bad space, Tim. Uh, Eric Sermon because he acted like a prima donna, acting like Michael Jackson or somebody. They didn't want Mr. Go. He didn't want Mr. Go. You hear that, Mike? <laughs> he he didn't want Mr. Go, Tim. Right? Wow. So he, he was hate. But Eric Sermon was hating on because they they didn't care about me. But for some reason, they didn't dig Mitch. All right, maybe because he's big, I don't know. But they they didn't dig him. So Eric Sermon was trying to hate on on Mitch Green, and he didn't want him to go. So I was like, I, you know, I said, man, bump you, you know, I cuss him out, whatever, and I I, I rode with my boy Mitch. But yeah, we had some. Oh, that was good. Yes, I, yeah, I wasn't. In my, I'm, I'm loyal, man. I always been there. I'm a loyal dude. That's just how I'm built. You know right. what I mean? You know what I'm saying? But, wow. Uh, he was down like every swimming behind that. And I don't know him. I ain't like I see him. But Who is he? He's a rapper. It's this rap dude. He's from this group called EPMD. He has some hot music. Yeah, man. Eric Sermon back in the day, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, like, I, like, I don't like him. I can't even hide it. I can't. I don't like him. I, I'm sorry. It ain't too many. You know, he just, he just left a bad taste in my mouth. Just, just say you like him in public, but I like when you when you, when you <laughs> But when you're at home, it's good for you to say that everything's cool in public. But when you're home, talk about him like a dog, okay? <laughs> yeah, in public, no, no, no. don't say. I haven't seen Eric Sermon in a hundred years. You don't even know me, so it ain't. I, this is me saying that, so he probably don't care either way, uh, you know. But you know, I'm a pro fighter. He's a rapper, so you know he ain't gonna yeah. do none of this. You know what I mean? I, 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 he's a rapper. <laughs> you know, it, it's so funny. He's, yeah. He's a man, though. Just just to bring this full circle, uh, just before you came on, Greg, we yeah. were talking about women in boxing, and we were talking about some of the really some of the really uh, good words, quite frankly, that were coming out of Jake Paul's mouth for once. And he was talking about women in boxing. He was talking about trailblazers in women's boxing. And one of the key people he pointed out to us all and the world was Christy Martin. Yeah. And it's interesting. Christy Martin is now a promoter, and she had an event this past weekend yeah. uh, that we were reporting on. Um, uh, it was held down in Florida. I can't remember. I think it might have been Fort Lauderdale. Uh, but sh she's doing really, really well now uh, with her promoting career. And, uh, you know, hats off to women's boxing because I think they've come a long yeah. way and they deserve the money they're now making. Yeah. And, I'm, you know, I'm really happy that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to this Amanda Serrano and Katie Taylor Ooh, fight, not to mention the, the slew of other fights we've got lined up this year. I think women in boxing is really going to bring some excitement back. And let's hope that the heavyweights get unclogged. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I think I think Tyson Fury will, I think he'll beat Dillian White. I think Usyk's going to beat AJ. I think we're going to see Tyson Fury 
and uh, Alexander Usyk go toe to toe this year. For I, think I think that'll sort out the heavyweights. I think we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, no, real quick. No, don't keep it in mind. Keep, keep what is your thought. And I'm gonna say this real quick. The, the thing, the thing that I think that would change a lot of things. These guys need help with their skills. That's all I got to say. Yeah, you, everybody's going to see the same fight. You're going to see the same fight, nothing different, maybe a little bit. Until they get somebody that's going to really help them, you're going to see the same sloppy stuff. The same yeah, the sloppy skill stuff. Level, the skill level seems that, like, the skill level dropped. And, like, I, I hear about this on my channel all the time, like, new school, old school you gotta stuff. got to give it change. It's, it's got to be a yeah, change. Like, it's like, like, it's like they're taking shortcuts, man. It's like, like you know what I mean? It's like these days, but... Hey, look, look, the heavyweight, listen, the heavyweight crown to me is the most coveted trophy in, in sports, period. Yes. I'm bigger than the Lombardi trophy, bigger than the Stanley Cup, bigger than the, I mean, this is my personal opinion, by the way, because some people that hockey fans say, get out of here, what are you talking about? But I, I'm, I'm, from, I'm from Toronto. We don't care about the cup because we're never going to win it anyway. <laughs> I, I was in I was in England with Dylan White. This dude got plenty of heart. He's solid. All he needs is to tighten his defense up. They keep, they I was with him. I was well, with why don't you go train him? Why don't you go? Why don't you go? No, listen, I'm available. Why don't I'm you go available. Work with him? I'm available. No, I'm available. These guys, they got their own people. They love them, and oh. and that's it. They're going down with the ship. But yeah. but in my day, they would do that. <laughs> no, they go down with the ship. But in my day, the promoter or manager would say, "Hey, Ray, we got to straighten this mess out." Mm, but see, they yeah. passed away, and the knowledge and everything, and the know-how. It's not with these managers and promoters of the day. Don King did it. If you didn't do the right job, he got rid of you. Mm. And Mark Stewart, if you didn't, Dennis Rappaport, Jerry Cooney's manager, yep. I was with him. If your job wasn't right, either either put you there and got somebody and put somebody with you. But he got that thing changed, and this is what they're not doing today. It might mm. be about that ten percent we talked about that a trainers can get, or I don't know, but. They don't have they don't have the knowledge. They need to be in the gym hitting the bags and see what the boxers go through to make the, these decisions, man. Mm, it's mm. crazy. The same stuff is going to happen. You're going to see the same sloppy stuff, and you're going to see no change. You're going to see no defense. You're going to see none of this. Bang! You're going to be seeing none of that. You're going to be seeing this. Oh, oh wow! So <laughs> hey, 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 that's it. They call it fencing. They call it fencing. <laughs> And all it takes, all it takes, uh, you can teach a boxer whatever you teach him. If he don't execute, that's going to be a problem. The boxer right. has to be able to execute. I don't care how good the trainer is, you know, if they know how to throw that overhand right or this and that. If he don't go out there and do it, nobody wins. But you got to instill that in him. Right. Run with him sometimes. Chop wood right. with him. That's what I was doing with Cash Ali and all the boxers. Yeah. I was, doing it. I was yeah. running with him. Like when I was turned trainer, I was running with him. I was hitting the wood with him. I was hitting the heavy bag with him. And when it came time to do the pads, I did that. But I was doing the same thing, and that gave them that gave them that wow. My, so my what's, your thought, what's your thoughts on what's your thoughts on uh, uh, Deontay Wilder? I'm just kidding. He needs help. He I needs help. They had him thinking. Everybody had him thinking that the right hand is going to be his god, and it is in a way, but. As he get along with harder fights, he's gonna see he's gonna need more than that. He's gonna need that left jab. He's gonna need that left jab to be yep. just as good as that right yep. in order for him to keep on winning. And the yep. defense, 
is going to be just as good. Yeah, you don't have no defense at all. You don't have no he's, defense. You got that chicken wing flying all over the place, and he has no defense. And when when you back, listen, here's his is my my opinion on Deontay. It's Wilder. the management promoters is they got to get better with this. He, he he he's not a heavyweight. Yes, no. he is. He's a no, He's, I, I think no, he's, no, he's, no, he's six foot. He's six foot. Yeah. Have you he seen his legs? No, he's a heavyweight. Yeah, you see, yeah. I've seen his Have legs. Have you seen his legs, champ? Yeah, man. He they look, like, they look like a two-piece. He's a cruiserweight. They need to get him down to cruiserweight because he's not a real heavyweight. <laughs> his last guy bulked him up. Hit me up, Tim. Hit me up. His last guy bulked him up. I, watch, he bulked him up. He He's all too... Like two, they bulked up like two twenty five, which is respectable. But look how fast he ran out of gas in, that, in the last part. He might have been lifting weights. After he might have been round, for all intent and purposes, he was out of gas. But listen, he might have been lifting weights, like yep. they said he was. He might have yep. been doing things to slow him down. His yep. frame is a heavyweight frame. He's six eight. He's, he's a heavyweight. He's, tall, he's a heavyweight. Bro. But he's really he, he. Listen, before he fought the first Tyson fight. He was barely. He was like one ninety eight. He was. They can't get him down to eighty five if he's one ninety eight. For Bruno Duranius to come down from one seventy five to make the welterweight division, everyone knows that. That's common knowledge. That Bruno Duranius to walk around at one seventy five, get down to one forty seven for the fight. Now you telling me that Deontay Wilder can't walk around at two hundred and get down to one eighty five? That's fifteen pounds. Nah. You don't think so? Nah, I don't think I so. Like Regardless of his weight, I think that he suffered a brain injury in his last fight to Tyson Fury. And I think very recently he said the reason he got into boxing, because he uh, was broke, quite frankly, he needed medical bills uh, to be paid for his child who had, I believe, spina bifida, a very serious injury. Yeah, that's uh, what happened, Greg. And and that's why he got into boxing, to make money. But now, quite frankly, he doesn't need the money. So realistically, he doesn't need to box. And and I'm not saying that because I don't like him. I actually did like him. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think he, he you know, if his brain takes one more shot. Ooh, uh, I, I was thinking, too, he should retire. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I didn't care about the money. And I'll, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think he should retire. He's all right. He don't have to prove nothing. He don't have the skills. If he get yeah. in he, if he get in the ring again, he's going to have to need somebody. He's going to need somebody that's going to. Um, teach him how to protect himself so he don't get hit. No, I was thinking about that when you was just what you said. My mom was even saying that man, he need to retire. If if you think about it, wouldn't it be too hard this late in the game for him to change up his entire arsenal of weapons that he uses? You know, because once once you get punched in the face, like for example, the last fight, right? He tried using that jab. First of all, he looked really horrible throwing the jab. It, It was sad. Then he show him how to do it right. Right, and then the minute the minute he takes a shot in the face, he resorted back to that fight or flight syndrome, and he went right back to his old ways. You know, cocking that right, holding it up, just waiting, following it around the ring. Who's in this corner? Who's in this corner? He knocked the guy out that was in this corner. Exactly. He can need somebody to give him confidence. Yeah. I show him defense first, right? Tighten his defense like that, and the jab got to be just as good as that right hand. And he, he's horrible at throwing that jab. Ooh. That jab is disgusting. He, he pushes that jab. He pushes it. Yeah. And he drops it. Listen, everyone yeah. knows, even when you start off, when I start training kids off from day one, I always make sure you bring the jab back here. You're yes, not always. Jab. So, what, 
So what does that mean? They ain't teaching him. He, you yeah. said he's dropping right, right, it. Right, nobody right. telling him to leave it to come straight back like this. Right, right. But so he, he ain't getting the right teaching. So Mike, so Mike, I kind of feel what Mike's saying a little bit, Chip, because I'm saying when you got a guy that's, what is he, 30-something? He's he still going to do it. All the time. Can, we, can a zebra change his spots at this late me Let me tell you from experience. My trainer, Slim Robinson, that taught me everything I know. Yeah. They brought him in and changed Eddie Mustafa around. He changed. Who else he changed around? He had Mike Rossman, the Jewish bomber. They would bring him in. They would bring him in to to shape him up, and it worked. That's why I know about that stuff. I know about I was sparring partners. Wait a minute. Everybody they sent him to, he dragged me with him, and I sparred with him. Kenny Norton, um, um, Eddie Mustafa. Who else? There was a couple other heavyweights. They they went they sent Slim in there and I was a spar partner. That's why I know this this exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This exists. A smart hey, trainer. Hey, Jeff, 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 do you yeah. think do you think he should have fought Mike Breland then? Because Mike Breland was a great. Because some people consider Mike Breland the best fighter ever. I think that he oh, should. Sorry, guys. I'm I'm asking questions. No, <laughs> listen, no, no, but listen, <laughs> listen. Listen, I think they should kick Mark Breland on the side because there is some kind of relationship there. So you, you gotta keep the team. You gotta keep the side? huh? Did you say kick him to the side? No, you gotta oh, keep Mark Breland right, there right, right, because right. Mark was part of the team. Yeah, yeah, you got to bring somebody else in and let them work as a team, but let that guy teach uh, um Dante Wilder what he need to be taught. Yeah. I think he should have kept um um Breeling on the team. I think so too. Yeah, he should have kept him on. I think so too. Um, it, it was a little embarrassing in a yeah. way. I used to train with Mark Breeling and he fight yeah. just like Dante Wilder. Right hand, jab, right hand, yeah. good body <laughs> shots. And he can't he couldn't, block, he couldn't block no punches. Couldn't block, block no punches. punches. That's how he ended up losing to Marlon Stalin. I was uh, in Don King's camp with um uh, Mark Breeling. He's a really nice guy. Yeah, every time I see Mark, we we boys, man. He, Matter of fact, when we Tim, when we was up there, what was that? The uh, you can't the, communicate that that really, really hundred percent. Yeah, you can. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, no, no, no. I was saying, Mark's good people, because when we was up in New York last year, uh, uh, I got. Oh right, got, you was interviewing him. Yeah, man, I interviewed him. Remember, we was up there. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a good dude. Uh, Mark, 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 classy guy. I think more people was mad at Dante Wilder because people love Mark Wheeler. You know, he's, he's mm-hmm. like, people love that dude. So when they, when people, when he made all the accusations against uh, Breland, the boxing community was kind of on Beyonce Wilder yeah. really bad because people yeah. really like Mark Breland. He, he's well beloved, you know what I mean? Because he's a classy dude. So, you know, you can't go beating up on classy dude. Now, if someone beats up on me, no one's going to care. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, they're building the fights up. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm always talking I'm saying, like, Maybe 70 80 percent of those boxers that those guys been fighting, the commission wouldn't let me fight them, they wouldn't let Tyson fight them, they wouldn't let uh certain up contenders box them. You got to look at that. I'm not taking nothing from Dante Wilder or any of those other guys, but I, I like what, what gave me a lot of confidence. I seen on, on the on this paper where where they turned down four guys that for me to fight, but they let Tyson fight them. And I was like, they gave me confidence. I was like, so it is a business thing. So like, a lot of those guys that that yeah. um, Dante Wilder knocked out, they wouldn't let me fight him. But mm, it did yeah. build him up. It built him up. You got his work is is you know he's a champ. 
but they wouldn't let me, they wouldn't let Ray Mercer or somebody, some of those guys like that, but right. they let Dante Wilder fight them and during this day and time. But during our time, those opponents that they fought, they wouldn't let me fight them. I'm telling you. They wow. did that before. They did. Yeah. Well, they, they would have said, said that they wasn't like worthy for that kind of competition. They, they did it before with yeah. me. They did it before with me. I said, well, wait a minute. He fought so-and-so. Why I can't yeah, fight him? Right, right. Money walks, and I think money talks, or whatever promoter's in that right situation, he can get that done, you know, but they wouldn't yeah. let me do it. But they let Mike fight four guys. Yep, I never yep. talked to him. I ain't talked to Mike about it. But when I when I found that out, I felt like, ooh, okay. Mm. Yeah, I was saying that. I was saying, okay, they let him fight it, but they won't let me and do some research, guys, and see if that's true. But that's what that's what I heard. That's what I'll I heard. I'm good. I'm good yeah. at that research thing. I'm now with Dante Wilder, you see all the guys he fought. It oh, yeah. look like easy wins for me. I break yeah, you probably good. knock him out too. Well, that's, that's why. That's that's why he lost. That's why he didn't have to have so much skill, man. It's because you know they were putting him in front of. I don't of want him. to take nothing from him. I want to yeah. give him the just dude. You know, I don't want to talk bad about. Him. I think. I think. You know what? I think he just got hey, too comfortable. Just... I think he just got too comfortable knocking out these bums with that one hand. That it just became his whole game. And then and never learn nothing. He don't even follow up with the left hook. He don't even follow up with the left hook. It's the no, right hand. Exactly. It's the right hand, and then it's right back. That's all it is. Right you know. Hand. You know what? I, I, you know, I, I have this this tendency to just want to have controversy. Like it's like if you look at that, <laughs> if you have, to, I, I gotta ask the question. I just gotta do it. I can't help it. Yeah, there was a great racial element to this whole thing. Let's just air it out, right? Let's just air it out. Let's tell. I, I have the people on the box of look. Jumbo Comprendo. Jumbo Comprendo. First off, first off. <laughs> I'm the guy that's colorblind. I, I've always believed that boxing is the most colorblind of sports. If you're yes. good, you're good. No one cares. It- if you're good, no one cares about what that jump. Unfortunately, yeah. the new school, they don't think like old guys, like old cats, like us. I mean, old timers and old, old cats. And they, it, it was a racial element to this that, that was kind of ugly, uh, guys. So what, 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 what do you think about, I mean, look. People was rooting for you know. Remember when Obama? I did a I did a show when what, what? Remember when Obama ran for president? Yeah. And they were saying that people was voting for Obama just because he was black. Some people was going for Obama. They don't know nothing about politics, uh, foreign affairs, and none of that junk. But because he's black and I'm black, I'm voting for him. I think <laughs> that I think that kind of sneaky stuff snuck into the game that I love with Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury because I I started feeling that undercover to that kind of nonsense. I don't like that in boxing. I think that's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Whoa, 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 whoa. Let make me understand that one. I'm saying that there was people when Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury, when the when the fight originally up, there was a racial element undertone to that whole situation. Slightly. It was, Tim. You got I know no, listen, I spent time with Tyson Fury in England, me and Shania. Yeah. We stayed no, up there with the, wait, wait, let me let me finish. We stayed up there with the gypsies. They love each other. They hugged me. We were talking around. They was drinking. Tyson Fury and them wasn't. But that's not the only time I spent time with, with gypsies. I spent a lot of times with them and they are in the same situation some blacks are. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like they get treated a certain way. Um, I just that's the that's the experience. No, I'm, I'm talking about the fans. They don't I'm get the, the fans. I'm huh? just saying. The, I'm not talking about the fighters. I'm saying the fans. 
here's some casual boxing fans that they don't know about boxing okay. or boxing history, and they just go on just, surface, yeah. surface things. They don't know nothing about nothing. They, I understand that now. You know I, I mean? see what you're saying. Yeah. I'm just going in because he looks cool. Or, yeah. or oh. I, just, I just hang at the mall, and I like boxing. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. I took it to another level, then. I took it to another level, right? You see, these fans that are like, hey, I like boxing. That's awesome. But they, they don't know nothing. They're, no, like, no. they're just like, like, come on, man. You know as long as they pay the ticket. <laughs> that, that's called the Jake Paul syndrome. Yeah, I like Jake Paul. I like Jake Paul. I like I, I, Jake Paul. My man, I like. Him. I just don't want. I just I just want to see the guys that's doing having a lot of progress succeed instead of a rich kid coming up and getting it, getting 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 you know getting a lot of things done when there's a lot of guys' hearts they've been fighting for years and this just because this young young buck got a lot of money he just gonna come in and uh, be the head of something and he's got a lot of young I mean a lot of boxing people that's working hard to to get boxing right and then he gonna just because he got money he got blonde hair nice looking guy and he did that amateur i mean at their event i do believe that we should let those guys that's working hard and serious about boxing instead of hollywood coming by but if he can if he can go ahead and do something bring some of the guys that was fighting in with him you know bring some of the guys that was fighting with him and um that would make me feel a lot better instead of, i don't know maybe he do have guys that's in the box that's with him but if he did that would make it much better for me and i know a lot of other former boxers i I, be- I believe i believe he's going to start signing some real boxers to mvp promotions i think it's going to happen it's just right now it's a small company um and they're trying not to take on more than they need to okay uh, you know that with with Amanda Serrano, like Amanda Serrano, we're talking one of the number one female pound for pound fighters in the world, right? Mm. He's now got yeah. her on the roster, so he's going to make sure that he's going to do her good before he starts signing any of these other boxers that uh, that I believe he's going to sign. And I, I, you guys I believe he's going to do. Paul? It. Are you yeah. Jake Paul? Okay, all right. Yeah. yeah, I'm talking about Jake Paul. I believe I believe his promotional company will will solidify itself and where it's supposed to be in boxing eventually. I just know that it's in its infancy. It's just started. He, you know, he signed Amanda Serrano to the to the company, and you know, he's already made her a millionaire after all the work that she's put in into the sport. And honestly, uh, I think it's just a matter of time before we start seeing MVP becoming a big promotional company in boxing. It's just they're they're just starting out, like any small company, right? It's just going to take time. It's if just, me and Greg yeah. come out of retirement. Me and Greg. Greg yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Jeff, you know what I'm saying? Me and you. Oh, me I'm, and I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure both. I'm, I'm sure both you gentlemen can knock out some of today's competition. I'm, sure. I'm not coming. Hey, 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 Mike. Hey, Mike. I'm not doing see. it. Hey, Mike. You, you should see. I got this thing when I watch Rocky movies. Yeah. I, I get souped up, and I think I can make a comeback. And I go, hey, baby, I'm going to get him. And Tim knows my wife. Tim knows Renee. Oh. And I say, I say, Renee, baby, I, I can do it again. And I get up and put my gear on. And I get out there. And I'll stop running. And you know what she does? All she does is take two towels and put them on the table for me when I get back. Because she knows. <laughs> I ain't done running. It's a wrap. <laughs> On that note, we do we do have to wrap up the show, gents. We're we're running out of time here. Yeah. Oh my god. 
It's been an absolute pleasure, Greg. I, I hope Greg, you'll come back. Uh, I'd love to. Fantastic guest. Thanks very much for inviting him, Tim. Uh, Greg, yes, my man. This is what we need. We need this type of stuff, collaborations to yeah, make boxing a better thing. So, yeah. all those stories he told was beautiful. Okay. I didn't hear none of them. Yeah. That was brand new stuff. You know, and this I, is I, what I, we need. I didn't yeah. want to. Uh, I hope I didn't. I'm. I talk, so I, I hope I didn't. No, we love talk it. Too much. <laughs> hey, man. Trust me. Sometimes, sometimes it's hard getting guests to even open up. It's, <laughs> the, the, the channel's called Talk and Fight. So yeah. we're glad you're talking. <laughs> and, 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 and frankly, to, to that to that comment, uh, you know, upcoming, we've got Clarissa Shields versus Savannah Marshall. That's going to be another really good women's fight as well. But I had, a, I, had an, I had an argument the other day with my friend over in England. He's picking Savannah Marshall. I picked uh, Clarissa Shields to win. So this at that unto itself is going to be a, a huge draw. Like. It's almost like America versus England kind of stuff. It's, it's well, going to be well, Savannah, Savannah, Savannah Marshall has, has, has given Shields the only defeat of her career, right? In her right. Amateur. So, yeah. you know, this is this is big. Um, and you know what? In, 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 women's bo- in Women's Boxing Channel, you know what? In their opinion, it would be an astonishing win for Marshall to beat Shields. Because you know what? Look at Shields, man. Undisputed champion in two weight classes. Only back to back Olympic gold medalist, male or female, ever. You know, she's going to go down as not just the greatest woman of all time. She's she's setting up right now to go down as the greatest of all time with with her with her achievements. You know, that's right. I hear you, man. Hey, my favorite is still Holly Holm, though. I I love Holly Holm, man. I love Holly Holm. She can can bang it out. Wait, isn't she MMA? She's MMA, Holly Holm, yeah. That's my favorite female uh, fighter, Holly Holm. She, she, uh, I shouldn't say it because Chrissy Martin, you know. We got was, it hard for, was it hard for her to transfer over? I, I, she, I, did she, I don't think she transferred over because she fought uh, the, uh, what's that other lady that was chicken bone and everybody? The, Ronda Rousey. She beat, she beat <laughs> yeah, Ronda Rousey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, that was a way back. I remember that. That was, that was a great back. fight. Yeah, Holly Holm is awesome. Hey guys, uh, I appreciate, right. I appreciate yeah. everything. It's been a blast. Hey, can I give my channel a shout out? Definitely, definitely. Please do. All right, everybody. I said I wanted to say uh, first of all, thank you to uh, Graham and Mike and my man Tim uh, for inviting me on the show. I really enjoyed it. I want if you guys uh, uh, like uh, people that yell a lot like me, uh, come check my channel out. Uh, Punching Bag Skunk YouTube channel. Uh, we, uh, you know, I just, I just, I just hit, I just try to tell the truth. Basically, uh, you know, I, I, I just yell a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's quiet. He, oh, my teeth. Oh, but, uh, but, you know, he's quiet. Punch and Bag Skunk YouTube channel. I go, go to punchandbagskunk.com. Uh, we got some dynamite stories over there and some dynamite videos and uh, stories that I wrote by myself. Uh, you can go to, uh, I guess that's it, guys. Uh, yeah, just go check it out, man. <laughs> awesome. To all the Talk and Fight fans around the world who watched today, thank you for all the comments. Uh, Women's Boxing Channel, Ray, all the guys from overseas who watched, thank you for all your input. Tim, always a pleasure. Graham, a pleasure. Greg, you, guys you, must, come, you must come back, man. It was a great pleasure having you, man. Uh, we'll definitely thank have you man. back in the future. You, and to all the fight fans, man, we got to get to work so you guys don't have to. Make sure you join me Sunday for the Knockout of the Week Award. Don't want to miss that. We got big fights tomorrow. Don't forget, they're starting 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't miss that card, people. It's going to be a blast. Some big fights on that. 
And uh, yeah, man, we'll see you next week. Same time, same channel, new topics. Good night, guys. Yes. Okay. Bye, guys. All right.